0: Verse 35, let your loins be girded about, and your lights burning. Our loins being girded about, that helps us to um, jog our memories of what the children of Israel had to do there at the Passover in Exodus, when uh, they were eating the Passover feast. And in Exodus 12, verse 11, I'll read that passage. It says, And thus shall ye eat it with your loins girded, your shoes on your feet, and your staff in your hand, and ye shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. The idea here is that there's a readiness. There's, um, there's an expectation of we're going to eat this and then we're going to move. There's no waiting around. There's no lounging around. There's uh, a sense of immediate readiness. That's the thought there when it says having your loins girded. And then, of course, it talks about your lamps. Let your lights be burning and your lights burning. And that takes us, in my mind, to Matthew 25 when we read about the foolish virgins and how they had oil in their lamps and they trimmed their lamps and they were although they were asleep they were ready they were ready not like the foolish virgins that were not ready and so this 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 verse here where it says let your loins be girded about and your lights burning this communicates to us a sense of expectation and being ready and that's amplified there in the next verse where it says and ye yourselves like unto men that wait for their Lord when he will return from the wedding, that when he cometh and knocketh, they may open unto him, there's that word, immediately. Okay? They were ready. They were expecting. And so when the Lord came, they were able to open the door right away. If you remember a few weeks back, uh, Patrick, he brought a meditation in Song of Solomon, chapter 5, where uh, the church, we see the church there is asleep and her beloved comes knocking on the door and she finally bestirs herself to arise out of her uh, bed of slumber, open the door only to find that the Lord is no longer there. Uh, she was too late. And so the idea here is that when we are waiting on the Lord, when we are watching and not sleeping, we will be ready so that when the Lord knocks on the door, as it was in the case of Song of Solomon 5, we will be there immediately, as it says in this verse, to open the door. The next verse says, verse 37, Blessed are those servants. So, we are the servants. The Lord is saying, We are blessed, whom the Lord shall find watching. We have to read this word and apply it to ourselves. Blessed are those servants, United Prayer Group. Blessed are we whom the Lord, when he cometh, shall find watching. So Stephen, you are blessed if you persist in watching and waiting for the Lord. Verily I say unto you that he shall gird himself and make them to sit down to meet, and will come forth and serve them. Why are we blessed? Because when the Lord knocks, we're there will open the door immediately, and what will happen? The Lord will come, and he will sit with us, and he will eat with us. There will be very precious fellowship, special fellowship with the Lord, which we would have missed. And of course, this brings us in our mind to Revelation 3, where we read that the Lord is knocking And standing at the door and knocking. And in Revelation 3.20 it says, If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to him and will sup with him and he with me. There is a fellowship. An intimate, wonderful fellowship that is to be had or not had. If we are ready there, waiting and watching, ready to open the door when he knocks. And verse 38 in our text, And if he shall come in the second watch, or come in the third watch, and find them so, blessed are those servants. Basically, we don't know when the Lord will come. It could be the second watch of the night. It could be the third watch. We don't know. It's not up to us. We are not the ones in the driver's seat telling the Lord, Come now. I asked, so you need to come now almost as if we are the ones, the masters, and and the Lord is the porter, and he has to respond to us when we ask. No, we are the servants. And so we're the ones waiting for the master to come. We have to be the ones watching and ready at any moment. It could be the second watch. It could be the third watch. But blessed are those servants. There is a blessing that we will miss if we are not persistent in our watching and waiting. Verse 40, Be ye therefore ready. Now, I didn't read this, but in verse um, 45, what happens when you have servants that grow weary in waiting, grow weary in praying and waiting for the Lord? well in verse 45 the servant may start to say in his heart some seeds of doubt my Lord delayeth his coming the Lord's not coming you know we're waiting we're we're praying we've been praying now for hundreds of days uh, and the Lord's not coming what's going on and so what happens is that our expectation starts to lower, our readiness starts to lower, and the fruit and the result of that is in verse forty-five. He begins to beat the men servants and maid servants. Basically, there is a um, a mistreating of our fellow man, husbands and wives, those in our churches. There's just this breakdown of of treatment of our fellow man and there's also this and to eat and drink and to be drunken there is a this spirit of living for ourselves a very self-centered way of living our lives we're no longer waiting for the lord we're no longer expecting that the lord will knock on that door so we just we just start to eat and drink and do everything for ourselves it's this We'll just consume and we'll binge on whatever carnal pleasures that we want to binge on. And we live a life that is completely unready for the Lord. And we've perhaps gone through periods of time like this where we feel like we've gotten so tired uh, spiritually that we just sort of fall back into this carnal ease and we'll just binge on whatever, on whatever that we want to do. And that's a terrible place to be. But the one that is waiting and watching will not go down this road. That servant, verse 47, that servant which knew his Lord's will and prepared not himself, neither did according to his will, shall be beaten with many stripes. It will not go well for that individual. In closing, I just want to, I just want to read verse forty nine. Forty nine says, "I am come to send fire on the earth." This is the Lord's will for us. The Lord Jesus Christ, He came to send fire on the earth, and in fact, it says that in, where is it in Matthew three eleven? It says that. Well, John the Baptist says, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. This is the reason why the Lord Jesus Christ uh, came, is to send fire and to baptize us with the Holy Ghost and with fire. And this is the reason why we wait the disciples in the early church were commanded to wait and to tarry in Jerusalem until they be de- be endued with power from on high. Now, as they were waiting in that upper room, I'm sure that they were not certain as to what they were even really asking for, but they were commanded to wait. And I think about us in this prayer meeting all the time, We're asking for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. We've read about it in the past. We're not asking the Lord to do something that we have it all formulated in our minds, what it's going to look like. We're asking for the Lord to send us fire. We're asking for the Lord to send us His Spirit. But we don't know what it's going to look like. The disciples, I'm sure, could never have imagined that after being filled with the Spirit, 5,000 would be swept into the kingdom and they would be eventually uh, charged with turning the world upside down. They could never have imagined such a thing, and neither can we. But if the disciples did not obey the Lord to tarry and wait, they would never, well, humanly speaking, they would never have received the promised Holy Spirit. And we likewise, I believe, that there is... And an untapped blessing that is still yet to be found for us as God's people. And we are commanded to tarry and wait until we be endued with power. And we don't know what the other side of that will look like. We don't know the, the, the miracles, the mighty works that we'll see the Lord do through us. And it is our job simply to wait and to tarry until we be endued with this fire that the Lord has promised to send on the earth. What is the alternative to our waiting and watching? It is to give up doing such things. If the disciples, like I said, if the disciples in the early church gave up waiting and watching and tarrying, humanly speaking, the Holy Spirit would not have come in all that we see in Acts. Humanly speaking, of course. If we are not waiting and watching, do we expect the Lord to do great things through us? If we are not asking, the Lord will not send us the answer. Ask and ye shall receive. If we're not asking, we're not going to receive. If we're not seeking, how do we expect ourselves to find if we're not seeking? And if we're not knocking, then the door is not going to be open to us. So the encouragement for me, primarily, is in verse 40, Be ye therefore ready also.